hope everyone's doing wonderful. It's good to be back. I actually got back yesterday um, for a little vacation in Florida, and that's the subject of my sermon tonight. Tonight I'm going to preach to myself, all right, but I'm going to let you listen. Um, and this all took place a couple of days ago. I was talking to my wife. I was, I'm not saying arguing. We, we were having a discussion um, the other day. Um, and just, you know, I'm, I'm pretty transparent about things, and I'm just going to let you know um, th- th- this message is for me, and um, hopefully it will help you as well. But um, so we decided, I don't know, about three weeks ago to take a last-minute vacation. Well, when you take a last-minute vacation, you don't plan ahead of time, and you don't save ahead of time. So, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of money, you know, extra money. And I'm, if you know anything about my financial management class, you first-year students will learn about it. And I'm, I'm into budgeting. And, and, but you know what? I asked the Lord for a certain amount um, of money before I went on this vacation, and he provided. You know, our God's a provider. Amen. The other side is, you know, the thing about it is things are twice as expensive as they used to be. <laughs> so even though God provided, I needed a little more money. <laughs> just, just be honest. I mean, you know, so, so, but you know, and so I was just talking about, you know, um, you know, we need to watch our spending and it is good to watch your spending and, and things like that. Cause we spent a little more money than we probably should have. And some of it was our own fault because we decided to, you know, um, well, when you bring two little girls to Orlando. I mean, they, you know, they want all kinds of different stuff and, you know, it's like buy this, buy that. And then sometimes we don't realize, um, I, I was already kind of griping and complaining. And then sometimes I don't know about you, but I have a number of, of bills that come out of my accounts. Like, you know, they just, you know, they draw automatically. Well, I wasn't thinking that they were, I was going to come home and all of a sudden, boom, they were going to hit and they hit. But, you know, we serve a big God, amen? And then today, and I'll just top it all off, even though I was already, I was ready my message already. So, so to top it all off, I, I had to go buy, get some new glasses. I needed to, to um, some, get some new ones. And um, I was kind of excited because here at Kenneth Hagin Ministries, Rain Bible Church, we now have a vision program. And so I'm like, you know, I'm going to save like 500 bucks, you know, on, on my glasses because, you know, I, I, they showed us all everything we're going to save. And I'm pretty excited. And they go to pay. And it was the same price I paid last time. And I'm like, well, I thought I was going to save money. You know, we said, well, well, if you didn't have your insurance, it would have cost a thousand dollars more. And I'm like, man, everything's, she goes, everything's more expensive now. So, you know, and that's the world. But, but, um, the Lord reminded me as I was kind of grappling to myself and complaining or whatever, and I'm being jokeful, okay? I'm not saying, I'm not taking up an offering for myself. It's not like, I'm, no, no big, I'm making it, okay? I just, um, you know, you know, we've all been on vacation. We, we all know, you know, things are expensive. But the Lord reminded me of a message that I preached um, the first week of 2022. Anyone remember what that was? Exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ask or think. So turn with me to Ephesians chapter three, verse number 20. Um, New King James Version, we're gonna start out with that one. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Now, understand the Bible says that our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than what we can ask or think. 
Now here's the issue. If you don't ask for anything, he can't do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask for. You know, a lot of times what happens is, and, and I'm going to be honest, whenever I was griping about some of the financial things, I wasn't asking him to, to you know, meet my need. I was griping to my wife, just being honest. You know, the thing about it is we have not because we ask not. You know, my grandfather was always, he always said, I'm a stickler for the word. And, and, and anytime you ask him a spiritual question, he would ask you, what does the Bible say? And then... Um, you know, you would tell him, and he says, well, that's your answer. I'm like, well, why'd I ask you? So that's why, you know, even though he's been passed away for 20 years, I don't have to ask him anything because I know that he would tell me to go to the Word. Now, the Word says that God wants to bless me exceedingly, abundantly, more than I can ask or think. Now, first of all, because once again, I have to ask for something. All right. Now he wants to bless me more than what I can ask for. Now he gave me what I asked for, for vacation, because that's what I asked for. But you know what? He wants to give me more. I mean, you know, he doesn't want me or my family to have to suffer or to have to, you know, go through anything. But you know, sometimes it's interesting because the Bible could just say the word exceedingly or could just say the abundantly, but it says exceedingly and abundantly. And then it uses the word more. There's three adjectives right there. Now, um, I looked up in the dictionary what exceedingly is, all right? So exceedingly, according to the dictionary, um, is to a great or unusual degree, extent, um, or extremely. Synonyms are enormously, excessively, extraordinary, and Donald Trump's favorite, hugely, all right? I mean, so he wants to bless us exceedingly, you know, and then abundantly. Now the word abundant is um, present in great quantities, more than adequate, over sufficient, well supplied with something, um, you know, richly supplied as with resources. Synonyms for that is ample, um, a plenty, bounty, bounteous, bountiful, um, comfortable, um, all kinds of things. But any plentiful, plenty, lavish, and rich. Those are all synonyms. So he wants to bless us exceedingly, but not just exceedingly, exceedingly and abundantly. Now, some, I know you're not being able to get this because no one's getting excited. This is how our God wants to bless us. You know, I was talking to someone else the other day, and they were having some financial things. But here's the thing. They didn't expect to get their need met. And that's the problem. A lot of times we would like to have our need met, but we don't expect it because we're looking at the world financial system or we're looking at, at our job or we're looking at, at, at where we're at and we're thinking there is no way that, 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 that can happen. But you say, you know, we serve a big God. See, we, heard, we serve the exceedingly abundantly more God. All right, not just a more God, not just an abundant more God, not just an exceedingly God, but we serve exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or think. Now, that's not just about finances, too. Sometimes people that's only about money. No, it's not. It's about whatever I need. What do I need? You know, maybe I need healing. Maybe my body, you know, isn't functioning like it needs to be. 
You know, um, but whatever I need, he wants to bless me exceedingly abundantly. Now, the message version of the Bible says it this way. God can do anything you know. See, first of all, we need to understand that this is not a human being blessing you. This is God. All right. And so sometimes what happens is we put our human reasoning and our human thoughts on God. You know, the Bible says that our thoughts are not his thoughts and our ways are not his ways. We don't have necessarily the capability to think like he thinks. That's why we just have to trust in him and let him do it. But so many times we are trying to help God help us. We're trying to tell God how to help us. You know, well, God, if you do this... Or if I do this and you can do that, you know, or, or if I can get a better job or if I can do, you know, it's not about you doing anything. It's about you believing in him, that's about you trusting in him. It's like you put your trust in him and let him figure it out. The Bible says to only believe. That's what you should do. You should believe and trust in him. It doesn't say you need to figure it out and tell me how to do it. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says your job is to believe. It's his job to figure out how it's going to happen. See, he's the one that brings exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or think. Because you know what? You can't ask or think more than you can ask or think. That makes sense, right? I mean, you know, you can't get, you, your own self can't be exceedingly abundantly because it's more than you, you can ask or think. So you can't comprehend what he wants to bless you with. It's incomprehensible. Now, going, finishing up here um, on the message says, God can do anything you know for um, far more than, um, than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Now, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you couldn't even dream it. That's, that's how wild it is. It goes on to say, he does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. So, you know, there are some times maybe that he works and maybe he'll lead us and guide us and, you know, help us make some certain decisions that, that are good ones. Um, you know, um, y- you never know. Now, I, I know situations where people took some job opportunities that were that paid less than other job opportunities they had, but in the end, it was a better opportunity because they were able to increase and they're able to to you know quickly get more money from that opportunity because they showed themselves faithful. You, you never know. The, the point is, let God work in you. I mean, it says that he wants to do more than our wildest dreams. I mean, you know, I mean, that's the thing about it is, I mean, I don't know how wild your dreams are, but, you know, I've had some pretty wild dreams in my life. Um, you know, like, you know, the marshmallow man chasing me or something like that. And, um, you know, I've had some of those wild dreams. Um, but um, but the, the thing about it is, you know, you know, a lot of times I, I know, um, you know, I grew up playing sports and, you know, I'd always have dreams of catching the winning touchdown or, or you know, I was a receiver, um, you know, or, 
or intercepting a, a ball and, you know, you know, you know, winning the game somehow or scoring a touchdown or doing something. Um, I didn't play much basketball, so I didn't really dream about, about hitting the, you know, three-point shot or the buzzer beater or, or whatever. But, but, you know, I mean, God wants to not only fulfill our wildest dreams, but do even more. And that's what we can't understand. We can't understand how, how do you do more than what, what you can ask or think? It's incomprehensible how good our God is. The problem is, is that most of the time, and I'm speaking to all of us, we just don't expect it. We really, we would like him to meet our needs, but I I say it all the time. You realize if God would meet 70% of your needs, most of us would be satisfied with that. We were like, man, that's awesome. He met 70% of our needs. You know, and that's how we, we kind of in our own mind think, well, it's a system. You know, God's going to meet 70 and I'm going to meet the other 30. No, God wants to meet it all. You know, but the thing is, we have to first of all let him. Secondly, we need to tell him what, 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 what do we need? What, what are things that you need? You know, because the Bible says that my God shall supply all your need, but he needs to know what you need. Now, here's the other side about it. I've been talking about this for the last couple of years because the economy doesn't seem to be as good as it has been. But you know what? When your needs go up, so does God's supply. You know, do you think that God was shocked that, that, that our economy is not as good as it used to be? Do, do you think that surprised God? I mean, you know, the, the one that, that knew, knew us before we were even born? I mean, I don't think it surprised God. Now, it might have surprised you, but it didn't surprise God. You know, like, well, I wasn't planning on this, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't have bought that new house if I knew the economy was going to do this, or I wouldn't have bought this, or I wouldn't have done that, or I wouldn't have, you know what? You've got to quit playing the I wouldn't have game and, and just believe God. You know what? God will provide. God will provide. There's many times that you're like, well, I, I don't know how. Well, see, the Bible doesn't say that you're trying to, you have to figure out how he's going to provide. It says that you need to believe that he will provide. That he will provide. That he is providing. You know, and I, I always go back to the children of Israel. They were there in the desert, and every day they walked out of their front door, and God provided bread for them. In the middle of the desert, but not only provide bread, if you read it, you know, we, we read it, we talk about the manna from heaven, there's songs about that or whatever, but if you, if you read the things, also there were quail there that they could gather up and they had meat as well as bread. Now like, well, that's pretty boring having quail and bread every day. Hey, it's better than having nothing. You know, I mean, you know, tell the people in the survival shows that it can't, even start a fire, you know, how, how would they like to wake up every morning and all of a sudden there's bread and, and meat in front of them? I mean, you do whatever. Whenever, if you're hungry, you're going to eat whatever. You know, if you're in the middle of the, de- middle of the desert, there's not a lot of stuff in the middle of the desert. That's why the children of Israel were complaining, you know, God, you brought us here in the middle of the desert to die. No, he didn't. He brought them in the middle of the desert to invent DoorDash. That's exactly what God did. You know, DoorDash thought that they invented, you know, delivery. Oh, that, that, that happened years and years ago. The children of Israel, God did that. God provided for them. And the same God that provided for them will provide for you as well. But you have to expect it. 
That's the thing about it is, I mean, so many of us, we don't expect much. We would, most of us would like it to happen, but we don't expect it. And I'm talking to myself right now. All right, I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to all of us. You know, we should expect God to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than, than we can ask or think. Because that's what the Word of God says. And if the, you know, my grand, you can actually buy the t-shirt out there. It says, the Bible says it, I believe it, and that settles it. All right, that was a, I mean, a saying from, by my grandfather. He said over and over again, in fact, he would write it in, if every time he got a new Bible, he would put it in, in the fly leaf of his Bible. Because he wanted to remind himself that whatever God's word says is true. Well, God's word says that he wants to bless us exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask or think. More than our wildest dreams. I mean, that's, that's awesome. But most of us, the reason that we are in, in, in such dire financial situation is we don't even expect it. Or we don't ask for it. Or we don't believe it. You know, we're kind of like, you know, the apostle Thomas, you know, doubting Thomas. You know, he wasn't there whenever Jesus appeared to other disciples. And so they, they didn't believe, he didn't believe it. He goes, well, until I can actually put my finger in his nail piercings and all that stuff, then I'll believe. And that's where a lot of us are. We will believe it when we see it. That's not faith. Faith is believing before you see it. But you know what? You know, we should expect these things to happen. And, you know, I actually said in 2022 that we should, you should read um, this scripture, Ephesians 3.20 every day, and I, I, wanna, I would encourage you to read in some of these other translations. The Amplified Classic version, which they have, they have a new Amplified version. This is the Amplified Classic says this. He says that, um, now to him who, in, in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly. Not just abundantly, super abundantly. Far over and above all that we dare ask or think. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. You know, so he wants to bless us to infinity and beyond. All right. But so I actually really, you know, whenever I, I preached this in 2022, I actually didn't really think superabundant was a word, but I looked it up in the dictionary. Superabundant is an adjective meaning exceedingly or excessively abundant, more than sufficient, excessive. Synonyms are bellyful, excessive, fat, overabundance, um, overage, overflow, overkill, overmuch, overplus, oversupply, plethora, plus, redundancy, superfluity, um, surplus, and surplusage. So he wants to bless you overabundantly. You know, I mean, I know it sounds like a superhero. 
I'm super abundant man. Um, but that's how he wants to bless us. And, you know, like I said, I didn't know superabundant was really a word. I figured, now nah, that's just some made-up word that, you know, something I would make up. No, it's a, it's a real word. And, and basically, it actually describes what it says right here. Like it says, exceedingly abundant. That's what the dictionary says, or superabundant. So, you know, exceedingly abundant just means superabundant. It means an overflow. I mean, not just to the fullest, but overflow. And that's the thing. I mean, how many scriptures do we have, you know, pressed down, shaken together, running over? I mean, God wants to bless us in overflow, but if we don't expect it, we're not going to get it. And that's the thing. That's where most of us are. We're like griping and complaining instead of believing God. And that's where I was a couple of days ago. I'm griping and complaining. And actually I thought, actually thought things were really pretty good until then, you know, I wake up on Monday, and I see this took out of my bank account, and that came out of my bank account, and I'm like, who else do I need to pay? So I guess I had to pay the classes people. But anyway, um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Now, the voice translation, which um, I don't think they actually have that on the, on the thing, but I'm going to read it. It says, now to, to the God who can do so many awe-inspiring things, immeasurable things, things greater than we could ever ask or imagine through the power at work in us. He wants to do things that we, even greater than what we can ask or imagine. And that's the thing. I mean, I actually think that I have pretty high imagination. I, I can imagine a lot and I can think a lot, but God says, not only does he want to give me that, he wants to give me more than I can imagine. I mean, that's what God wants to do for me. Now, um, the Passion Translation says it this way. It says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. I mean, those are all awesome. I mean, I don't know how you can read Ephesians 3.20 and all these different translations and not get excited about how good our God is. But the thing about it is we need to get excited about how good our God is and how much he wants to bless us when we're looking at our bank statement and it doesn't look too good. Or look at our credit card bills and we're like, man, that's, I charge a lot of stuff. You know, the thing about it is our God wants to bless us. Now, that, that, that's not an excuse to go out and overspend, okay? You know, you know, a lot of people, they want to go out and overspend and then believe God to bless us. I mean, that's not an excuse for it. But, you know, there are some times that, um, you know, you weren't planning on it, but all of a sudden your transmission goes out. Or some, you know, your fuel pump goes out. Or, or your, and you, you realize now sometimes actually, um, I mean, I've actually seen small things happen, but the, the labor was more expensive than the part. Well, um, my, my stepdaughter had a car um, that, it was actually a Volkswagen Jetta, just to let you know what kind of car it was. And so what happened was the bottom of, of her um, um, you know, your cup holder, whatever broke. And so if you decided to put change in the cup holder, it would just go down, um, underneath the, you know, down, down and I'm not sure where it went, just went down. So I'm like, 
can I replace that? And he said, oh yeah, it's only like a, you know, I think a 50 or $60 part. The problem is in order to fix it, we have to take all the console, all that kind of stuff out. And, you know, it's going to be about $300. So you know what I said? Just don't drop your change. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to pay $300 to this, this because you're stupid enough to throw change in your cup holder. The cup holder still was there. It still worked. The, the bottom part just cracked and where, where change would, would fall down below. You know, I'm like, you know, come up with some kind of ingenious idea to figure out how to, how to, how to do it. I'm, I'm sure, you know, you could figure that out. I mean, the, and the thing about it is it was the labor that was expensive. Um, I think actually it was $400, if you know the truth of the matter. I think it was, um, but anyway, I wasn't going to pay for it because that was, I'm like, if you want to fix it, you can gladly pay for it yourself. Um, so, you know, it's, I, I didn't fix it. So, sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I guess God could have provided super abundantly the money for me to fix it. I, I just figured it was, I, I find a better use of $400 than fixing your cup holder. Like, why don't you just put a cup in the cup holder and then we don't have to put chains in there. You know, or just, I guess what we could have done is take a paper cup from one of the fast food restaurants, put it in there, cut it out, and then just say, here, put, throw your chains down there. So, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. So I'm, you know, it doesn't matter now. She totaled the car and it's gone. All right. And it was her fault, unfortunately, um, for my insurance. Anyway, but she didn't get hurt, so that was good. All right. Next verse I want to look at is John chapter 14. Now, you know, so a lot of times, like I said, we're, we're trying to figure out, where it's like, like, well, that's impossible. I mean, I, I don't know how that can happen. But see, our finite mind can't think about that. So John 14, and normally when I, when I talk about asking, I don't read verse 12, but I want to read verse 12. I'm doing the New Living Translation here. It says this, verse 12, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Now, it's pretty, pretty interesting whenever Jesus said that because, you know, he fed the 5,000. He walked on the water. There's all, all kinds of things that Jesus did. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, you know we see you know, him healing the sick and things like that, but there's all kinds of incredible things that Jesus did. And Jesus says that things that I did and greater things shall you do because they go to the Father. Now, here's the other side about it is he's still doing the works because he's on the inside of you. All right, so it's still Jesus. You're just a dummy he's using, okay? I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know, I remember, you know, a ventriloquist or whatever. When I was a kid, they had Howdy Doody. I don't know if you remember Howdy Doody. I actually had one. Um, and, you know, and so you can make it talk or whatever, but it was really me making it talk. He was just a dummy. That's how you are. You're just a dummy that Jesus is using. Yeah. So just be the biggest dummy ever. It's all matter. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big dummy myself. Um, you know, and that's the thing. God's still doing it. Jesus is still doing it. It's just you, you know, he's using you. All right. And that's the, don't get the big head because you're not doing anything. You're just showing up. You're just the one laying hands on people. You're, you're, you're just the one praying for people. You're, you're, you're just the dummy. And you need to remember you're the dummy. 
you know, and so, because a lot of times I don't like to even take credit for anything because I didn't do anything. That was all, that was Jesus that did it. It wasn't me. I'm just a dummy that Jesus used, you know, and anyway, you didn't even see his mouth move even either. All right. It goes on to say, verse 13, this is what I really want, I want to get to. It says, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father. So the point is, if we want to be blessed exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask or think, we first of all have to ask. Now he says that anything that we ask, he's going to do it. Now, if we put that with with Ephesians 3.20, he's not only going to do it, he's going to do it exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can even ask or think. But we first of all have to ask or think something. Most of us would be, like I said, we would be okay if he just did 70% of what we ask. You know, it's just, you know, because, but the thing about it is sometimes we ask him, you know, but it's like, I don't know, sometimes when you ask him when you're praying, you're not really asking, you're almost begging. I mean, you know, yes, you're asking, but really you don't expect it to happen. So you're, you're almost like, here's the thing. All you have to do is ask. Now, a lot of people are afraid to ask. Um, You know, they're, they're afraid to ask somebody or whatever. Now, I I know that, uh, you know, there are some people I remember whenever I was 16 or, you know, and, um, I had some friends that they were afraid to ask their dad if they could borrow the car because they're afraid of what he might say. But the worst thing you can say is no. You know, I was privileged to, my parents bought me a car when I was 16, mainly because they wanted wanted me to be my sister's taxi driver. Um, Because the point is, son, we're going to get you a used car when you turn 16. But you're going to have to take your sister to whatever she needs to do. So I had to take her to ballet practice. I I would take, me and my sister would go to the dentist. I even took her to the doctor. My my parents traveled quite a bit. I mean, they just gave me a a check and said, take your sister here, take your sister there. But you know what? I had a car, so I didn't complain. I never one time complained about taking my sister because I had a car, you know, and, and, and the thing, yeah, there, there was some caveats with that, um, but it, you know, it was okay. By the way, today is my sister's birthday. Um, she's, she's 50. I know your mother tells girl's age, but she is 50. So it's a big deal. So today is her birthday. She's not here. Um, she's on vacation. Um, and I would be too. And well, I, I guess I would be. On my 50th birthday, I was standing right here, actually. This very spot. My, that's where I was on my 50th birthday. We almost actually burnt the whole place down, too. That was a whole other thing. You, you, you can watch it. It's on video. Um, yeah, because my birthday normally falls during the middle of camp meeting. So usually I'm standing right here most of the time on my birthday. So that's, just, um, you know, that's, where I, that's what I do. All right. So, and I, I actually preached on my, my 50th birthday. But she's 50. Happy birthday, Denise. I already told her already. All right. It goes on to say, um, verse 14, it says, yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So Jesus told us twice to ask him and he's going to do it. Now, once again, going with Ephesians 3.20, he's going to do it exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask or think, but we have to ask him. And whenever we ask him, we have to believe that he's going to do it. 
We have to expect it. You know, I know as, as a youngster, I don't know how many times I remember my grandfather, he would say, come back tonight with your expectors turned on. All right. Now, the point is, why do we ever turn our expectors off? I mean, you know, just, I don't care if we're at church or not at church. Why, why do we ever not expect God to bless us? I mean, you know, God says he, he wants to bless us. Exceedingly, abundantly, more than that. So, you know what? I expect a blessing every day. And I will tell you how to get, I, I, I know a sure way to get a blessing every day. I, 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 I'll, a sure way to get a blessing every day is carry some pepper in your pocket, sniff it, and sneeze. Guarantee if you do that, somebody will bless you. Well, they'll say God bless you. And that's one question. So when people say God bless you, do they really want God to bless you? Or are they just saying it because it's a habit? Anyway, that's another thought for other things. Um, I got to get to my next scripture. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. New King James says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. But the big thing is you have to ask. That little word ask, we have to ask, you know, so whatever we ask when we pray, believe that we receive, so see, it says we have to believe that we receive what we ask for. Once again, you have to expect it to happen. Actually, you should expect it to happen super abundantly happen, but you should expect it. If you don't expect it, you're not a doer of God's word. One more scripture, because I know we're out of time. Um, Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven, New Living Translation says this, don't worry about anything. So you know what? When you get to the financial situation or, or whatever, you spend a little more money than you thought, the Bible says not to worry, but what does it say? It says instead, pray about everything, Tell God what you need. So ask him. Tell him what you need. Tell him what you need. So all, all you got to do, I mean, th- this is a step. When you're worried about stuff, quit worrying and tell God what you need and then thank him for what he's already done. All right? Thank him for all that he's done then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, it says that you will experience God's peace when you ask. It doesn't say you're going to experience God's peace after he provides it. It says when you ask him, now see, the thing is, when you ask him, you have to ask him and expect, the answer's always going to be yes. It's not like, you know, your dad that might say, no, you can't borrow the car, maybe because you wrecked it last time you borrowed the car, that might be a good reason, or maybe because he needs to use the car, all right? Or maybe you have bad grades and so, you know, he was punishing you. Or whatever, but whenever you ask God, He's not going to. He's not going to say, "Well, no, I don't think that I'm going to do that." No, He's He wants to do it exceedingly, abundantly more than what you could ask or even think. 
That's what God's word says. That's what the Bible says. That wasn't what brother, I mean, brother Hagin said it, but he was just reading the Bible. You know, when, when if, if the Bible says it, then that's, then we should believe it. Now, we have to also expect it. So we have to ask, but then we should expect God to meet our need super abundantly. I mean, that, that's all it is. You're like, well, but I don't know how it's going to happen, Craig. Oh, I don't either. It's not up to me to tell you how it's going to happen. I don't know how. All right? I, I, I don't have the capability, but God doesn't tell us that we need to figure out how superabundant is going to happen. In fact, going back to what he says and in, in what Jesus said in John, the things that I did and greater things shall you do. How, well, how am I going to do greater things? Well, because it's the same spirit that lives on the inside of me that was with Jesus. And I'm just going to have to trust him. And that's the deal. I mean, that's the hardest part sometimes is trusting God when it looks like it's not going to work. But you know what? There's many people in the Bible that went through situations where it looked like it wasn't going to work. You know, speaking of the children of Israel, you know, when they got to the Red Sea, it looked like it wasn't going to work. But God provided a way. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it looked like it wasn't going to work. I mean, think about that. They watched the guards die when they just turned the, the, the flames up. They were in the fire. They were next to the fire. And they were going in the fire. And they walked out of the fire. But when they were in the fire, the fourth man, the greater one, was also in there with them. And see, Jesus will never leave us. Nor He's right there with us. He's helping us. He's encouraging us. You're going to make it. You're going to get through it. You're going to have to know. But I want you to remember one word and one word only, super abundantly. Super abundantly. That's what God wants to bless you. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for each and every person that's here. Father God, we just thank you right now that, that this word that we gave tonight will be a blessing to people. But Father God, we thank you that not only right now, but the next time they go through any kind of situation where they need that super abundant blessing, that you'll remind them of Ephesians 3.20 and all these different translations. Father God, we thank you that, that they will be able to ask you and believe and receive whatever they need. We thank you, Father, that all their needs are met in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we just thank you for everything that you're doing in our midst today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You have something you want? Anthony's not up there. All right. No one's up here to sing, so let's all stand up. He can sing, but he, he showed up. All right. Super abundantly showed up. All right. Amen. Well, praise God. The way we do things on Wednesday night, if you need prayer for anything, whether it be salvation, healing, and a, um, a filled with the Spirit, whatever you might need, we have some, some men on this side, some women, women on this side. If you're a man, you see the men. If you're a woman, you see the woman. Um, and so, you know, thank everyone for coming out. Don't forget to be back here. next This Sunday, we're having Back to School Sunday, all right? So, um, like I said, we're going to pray for, for all the, um, the kids. And, you know, you know it's... 
I, I know it's pretty wild that school's starting. It's, you know, summer's almost over, um, which, is, which is crazy. Amen. God bless you guys. Take care. Have a super abundant day, and we'll see you later.